Hey, oh, we are back. This is new to week 17, New England weekly beer discussion. I'm your host, Ben Vandal, Boston Beer Benny on Instagram, Treehouse Benny on Untapped. To my left, co host Mo Fortin. Hello. He is Moses Malone on Untapped. You can see what he's drinking. Oh, we got a big show for you today. Big, big week in beer, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Especially in the in the life of nude. We'll get to that later. But yep. So we'll go right into the tap list here for you. We have our What Are You Drinking local releases segment. We're going to do a Beervana map, uh, which was released. And we're going to do our game plan going to that on Friday. We are currently in the process of hydrating for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to do a beer beef, which is kind of cool, kind of a fun little segment, but if you're on the forums, you know all about it. Uh, great segment, cold beer, good read, back again. We are uh, we are men of intelligence. We do read an article every once in a while. By popular demand, I had to bring that back. <laughs> New segment, 321, <laughs> which should be a lot of fun. Weird beer stuff, and we'll end it, as always, with Shelfer of the Week. Our drinking game, fantastic and dive in for me. Correct and Mo's wife for him. And uh, we will get you going right away. Mo, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I'll let you talk about what you're drinking because since you brought what's in our glass today. Yeah. Um, but I am super excited that I will be drinking uh, some other half yeah, coming from my boy exciting. Camden. That is super exciting. Um, Venmoed him the money today, so that beer is, is, is on order. He says he's picking it up tomorrow. Uh, he said he's going to get a four-pack of the six can releases that they have. Okay. So if it's anything that they have posted on their Instagram, we could be looking at All Infinity Everything, a Sand City collab, Imperial oh. IPA, um, could be DDH Citra and Galaxy, could be Smoke Screens and Oil Slicks and Imperial Stout, really cool name, could be Blocktoberfest. I mean, I don't even know. Like, they've listed so many beers in the last couple of days on their site, I have no idea what's coming. Yeah, and he's not telling me. So they're another one that does a bunch of sneaky collabs uh, that they're going to release. But I'm very excited to meet him face to face. Yeah, that'll be cool. And uh, hang out, have a couple beers, other half beers. We can give him some of our local stuff, which we're excited about. Uh, I'm still doing Operation Maine. Actually, you alluded to in our glass right now is Method One from Foundation. <clears throat> This is the Method series that I talked about in a couple local releases uh, ago and a couple shows ago. Um, every brewery does a, a rotating hop series. Sure. Uh, Foundation is going in another direction, more toward brewers and home brewers. They're going to focus a lot on the process. So this beer, this is Method 1, the first in their rotating series. It's an IPA with dry hopping added early in the fermentation process, which is pretty common. Yep. But they talk a lot about it. It's 15% barley, has a number of hops, I think five or six different ones, including Cascade. Uh, a lot of people may have tried Cascade hops in a, a Heineken, a great, great oh, beer. Oh, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> they really shine through in that one. <laughs> they do. They certainly do. Those must do. be the piss hops. Yeah, I, I believe they are. <laughs> but this one's good. It, it's a, They call it a main IPA, which is a little bit clear. It's a little malty. Yeah. A little maltier very than clean, usual. Though. But it's very balanced. It, it is very clean. I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy a lot of what Foundation does. So, oh, yeah. Uh, that is what I am drinking. Let's go into local releases. Uh, in, in typical noob fashion, almost the second we got off the air, they released, Trillium released High Fashion, which is a collaboration with Cloudwater, and their new fall take, which a lot of people aren't too happy about. It's called Deciduous. Uh, this is a uh, wheat IPA or yep. a Imperial... 
Imperial, wheat ale? Yeah, I think Imp- that's what they call it. Imperial wheat, wheat ale. Yeah, so it's a little... It's not what they've done in the past as porters and red ales and things like that. This one is a little more... I guess people are kind of confused. They think it's a little more of an IPA, kind of a bailout move. Yeah, I, I really like it, though. I yeah. mean, I, I went up there. I wasn't lucky enough to get high fashion in cans. I was... I was kind of foolish, actually. I got my pour before I went for my cans. Ooh, Classic right. rookie mistake. Yeah. Um, so I did have it. I did have high fashion in in my glass, mm-hmm. uh, which was really good. It's happy I got to try it. Um, hopefully, somebody comes through with a four pack for us. We do. We have good. that on the way. Um, but the um, the deciduous, <clears throat> I got a couple couple four packs of, and I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, is it the best thing they've ever put out? No, but it, it's something a little different. You know, yeah. it's trending in the in a different direction for them. Um, it does have a, a slightly different flavor profile than a lot of their, you know, their main beers. So I, I, I was pretty, I was pretty excited about it. I remember having it last year. I yeah. think, um, I think I had it in a bottle because they weren't canning at that point. But this one, I, I thought it was pretty good. I've had one or two so far. Yeah, I mean, they're in a roll. Let them do what they want to do. Yeah, That's what screw I say. It. Uh, the long-awaited and uh, alluded to on this show. Vanilla Wallaby releases this weekend at Long Live. It's a vanilla and graham cracker stout. Uh, we're going to get to try that at Beervana. That's a rumor. Yeah, unless we get... No, it's on the beer list. Okay. It's unless on we the get beer screwed list. on that one and yeah. we just don't get it. But I guarantee you I will be there on Saturday yeah. and we will get whatever the allotment <clears throat> is because I still haven't seen it. So uh, yeah. if it's three, I'll have six. If yeah. it's two, I'll have four, whatever, whatever. But uh, shout out to Jess. She's going to be my mule. Is it going to be bottles or cans? It's going to be cans. Okay, that's yeah. cool. They posted a picture of, I, I assume, they posted a picture of a can okay. when they said they were doing a release on Saturday. So yeah. um, I hope it's cans. <clears throat> I do think uh, Todd and Cans will be there as well for that. Nice. Uh, again, right when we got off the air, Tilted Barn announced that they were releasing their take on a pumpkin ale, which was Jack. Uh, they also had the chosen one last week in cans. I'm not sure what they have this week. Haven't really been paying attention. Been more on to beer vodka. Plus, Wednesday's a little early for their releases. Um, our friends at Mystic put out a juice bomb IPA uh, called Danger Danger. The picture's on Instagram. This looks like orange juice. Yes. I, I love Mystic. I got to get up to Mystic. I, I hope I can get some of that Boston cream. I hope I can get some of this Danger Danger. I've heard of that. I've, they've actually done this one in the past. I think it's a double IPA. So, And The Veil has put out the inverse of their release with Trillium called Human Adult. As you remember, the Trillium release was Adult Human. This came out a couple weeks ago, made with guava puree. People are raving about it online. So, Sounds great. Uh, with that, we'll do a little... Uh, another big, big thing for local releases has come out. On our Instagram page, I posted this on the Facebook group, (laughs) New England Weekly Beer Discussion. There's a super secret beer project coming out. It's not so secret, but it it is super hyped. It's super anticipated, as you will imagine when I name the breweries that are involved. It's going to be Other Half, Trillium, Cloudwater, Monkish, and The Veil coming together all for one beer. So these guys are having a ton of fun with it. They posted videos of themselves on Instagram in full yellow jumpsuits, working on recipes. They're grilling bananas. Uh, they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and they're going to come out with this. Talk to our inside sources at one of these breweries, and it is going to be a Canton-only release. That is true. Uh, we don't know when it comes out. We don't really know what it will be, so that has led us to a nice little side game that we have for you, Mo. So 
I have uh, a theory with this beer. I want to know what you think this beer will be. Oh, God. And I want to know three potential <laughs> names that you think this beer could go by. So why don't you start with what you think the beer will be? Um... <sighs> kind of hit me off uh, I'm, I'm off guard here <laughs> I, I mean it's got to be an ipa right i i think based on those breweries their their bread and butter is ipas i've never I, heard of a monkish stout i don't know uh, if monkish does stouts i don't know but the veil i know they do stouts but they're known for their ipas trillium does a little bit of everything i'll admit that other half is more of ipa based now see they could completely throw you a curveball and do like a banana porter yeah or like a smoked banana stout or something really weird i mean that's the first thing i thought of smoked banana porter but i went with smoked banana ipa okay because i feel i feel like they're gonna do some kind of heavy flavored ipa Mm. but that's just me yeah um and do you have any names for us you have any (laughs) you have any names to guess mo what is your your first guess at a name okay first guess on a name uh is a little take on something from our past and a nice little twist on words, which I know some of these breweries like to play around with, yeah. um, you know, with word groupings and whatnot. So my first name is Still Bananas Lasagna Recipe. Oh, my goodness. So Still Bananas being, of course, a reference to way back in the day. Yeah, one of the I still don't actually understand the company. Um, it was but also Nana's Lasagna Recipe is the second half of that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Still Bananas... I can't even say it right, so I don't know yeah. if that's really a good name, but that's that was the first one I came up with. That's it sounded better about. in my head. My first one uh, is pretty common. I'm, I'm also going with the banana theme, seeing that they posted the Instagram picture. Sure. Um, it's Monkey See, Monkey Do. Ooh, like that one. Now, this is a good one because there's multiple breweries. They're all, you know, a bunch of monkeys, and, you know, they see what the other guy does, and they do it. Wow, that, that's that's also an Eminem song, and you know how much the monkish loves rap lyrics. Okay, the that male was, also. Does I'm gonna get into song. that with my second one. Yeah, okay, what's your second one? All right, so I found a song actually from 2011. Okay, uh, that features Rick Ross called. I looked this up today. Called too. Bananas. <laughs> so these were the lyrics that I came up with that I thought would be cool. Okay. Uh, cool <clears throat> names for a beer. I got two of them, so I'm going to use this as like 2A and 2B. Mm-hmm. First one is fell in love with a thug on the first date. Okay. His opening line for his uh, for his verse, okay, or one of the, one of the first lines, or Shorty be the bomb, which Shorty would be, be really cool be if it was like a stout or something. It'd be like yeah, like a prairie bomb. shout out too, maybe, 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 maybe they get them as a last second collaborator. I don't know. See, I do think that that the song lyrics is the way to go. Yeah. I'll go with my song lyric one too. Uh, it's a shout out to the BC Boys. Okay. A brass Monkey Junkie, I believe. Ooh, it be. good it's one. It's going to be some kind of lyric from that song, I think. Okay. Brass Monkey, uh, brass monkey Junkie. It could also be Funky Monkey, something like that. Okay. But I do think it will be something music related. Very tough to find song lyrics with bananas and It was not that easy. Yeah, a lot harder than you think. Uh, Mo, what's your last last name okay so the first one i went kind of goofy yeah maybe you might even say stupid okay second one i went with something that actually kind of makes sense the song lyric yeah the third one i'm gonna wax a little poetic here okay um because i i think that this would be a really cool name so i've combined the names of all the breweries so i came up with a little like not almost like a like a, a sonnet if you will okay i don't know if i'm ready for this um all right so here we go it's called oh O-H-O. Yeah. A cloudy veil of sweetness fell over the trilly monk. 
Wow, that's pretty good. Boom. That's pretty good. If they continue beers, they should actually use that one. I, I thought that was a pretty, you know. By the way. I don't know what it means. If they use any of these names, it's proof that they listen to Noob. And that's I, I mean, that's, perfect. It's been rumored. My life will be justified. It's been rumored, but that's it. Uh, my last one is my personal favorite, and I think they could do some really cool can art with this. It's called Curious George's. Mm. For all the brewers. Okay. They could be dressed up. They could be a guy in a yellow coat. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They did have all the yellow coats. They're going after the monkey okay. angle, the bananas, you know? Was it the other half can that, was it Colin that showed us with all the guys? Like, they were in, like, yeah. a choir or something? Yeah, yeah. choir like, that'd be kind of Yeah. yeah. So that'd be kind of like... Uh, Kind of like that, throwing all the brewers on the can. That'd be kind of cool. That was the other half in the veil. They right. did the whole staff of everybody. You might on be onto something there. See, there you go. You might so, be onto something there. That one actually makes sense. That was a fun little game. So again, a couple if, good ideas, guys. If they do uh, come out with a name that we mentioned on the show, you, it's obvious proof that they listen to the show. We also want half the proceeds go toward funding the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll give some to charity, whatever, whatever. We invest you know, it. Maybe we get a couple releases of the six pack. Not a big deal. Uh, but that is our local releases segment and also our uh, fun super secret beer project side game that we had. Uh, we'll jump right in. A topic we've been talking about for about three weeks, maybe four weeks, because we're super excited about it. Maybe my whole life. Is uh, Beervana. So the Beervana map was released yesterday or today. And we're going to give you your game, our game plan, and you can make your game plan off it. So, <clears throat> Mo, I have... Um, I have a game plan when I go into this, okay? okay? We talked about this. You want to hydrate all day. You want to carb up before you go. Correct. You don't want to eat too close because you don't want to be full when you go to drink. But I go with sours first, okay? Yeah. Then I fizz it out with IPAs, and then I go for stouts and heavy hitters at the end. Uh, so when I go in, I'm going to that southeast corner on the on the bottom floor, as you can see. And actually, the whole uh, the whole eastern wall... Uh, that's going to be there. They're going to have Kent Falls is going to be there, which makes great sours. Deciduous makes great sours. Uh, Exhibit A and Beard will be my IPAs. There's also Revival and Gray Sale for my IPAs. Yep, it's a pretty good corner there. Yeah, so that's going to be my good starting point. Long Livers there as well in that back little corner. You've got to go underneath the awning, but they'll be there. I uh, think that's kind of where I want to sprint to. Yeah, I think that that's the that's the door opener. Black yeah. Friday. I mean, because if we're going to be in that corner anyways, really to start, yeah. which is fine. You know, we come into the right maybe. We just hit up like, what is it? I mean, maybe we start. We don't know if we want to start with Founders, but start like over in that corner, maybe Revival, Kent Falls, Beard, Deciduous, and then yeah. sneak over to Long Live and then come back around type of thing. But I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I definitely want to hit up Long Live before they potentially run out of anything. Yeah, I definitely want to try that stuff before they run out. I, I do... This takes into mind where Proclamation will be, which is a wildcat yeah. right now, which we'll find out hopefully in the book, and also uh, the time releases. Yeah, that's going to screw gotta you up a little bit. we got to kind of position those. Because, I mean, we got to be there for Cantillion. we got to be in that line. Um, there's going to be some other weird anniversary things that might throw off the timing a little bit um, as far as the game plan. Uh Sours, IPAs, then stouts. I, I, I don't know. I got to see the whole. Yeah. I got to see the whole thing, but definitely Operation Fine Proclamation. Kind of got to feel it out too. And then, as you go over uh, along the back wall, which would be the northernmost wall when you walk in, uh, to your left side, which is the western wall, the Shel Shelton Brothers, mm. which have the uh, Cantillion releases. 
so we'll have to yeah, hover right, around right, those. Right. The food's there as well. The bathrooms are there. Um, I suggested in the bathrooms earlier. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> long line. Very long line. Oh, that's a bad place for them, though. It, it is, but it also controls Because it's, like, right it. near this... Yeah, so. I don't know. It's right near, like, two staircases. That might get kind of weird. And then we're going to move upstairs. I'm going to move upstairs at some point uh, <laughs> uh, to see our friend at Buttonwood Brewery, which we'll get into. His name's Morgan. He's the owner of the brewery. Yeah. He posted his GoFundMe page on our Facebook group. Uh, he's just starting out at a Cranston, Rhode Island. We want to introduce ourselves to him. Of course. Try some of his stuff. You got New England Brewing upstairs. You got a lot of good ones. Single Cuts up there. Jack's Abbey. Uh, Lord Hobo. Von Trapp's up there. Finback. <clears throat> Finback, which is... is uh, the That's going to be an empty booth because it's upstairs. Nobody likes going upstairs during these things. Yeah. Um, I feel like last year... I was wasn't like exclusively. The Cantillion was upstairs. We were upstairs yeah, for a upstairs. while last year. I feel like. <clears throat> yep. Um, and then we came downstairs toward the end. We got some Allagash stuff, um, and we got the the Utopia. I think. I yeah. Think we waited in that line too. Yeah, which I won't be waiting in this. No, year. I, I won't do that again. I mean, not that that's, there's nothing wrong with it. I just not worth waiting in line for. Yeah. And you've had it, so. And alluding to a brewery that's upstairs, uh, we'll move on from this segment. We'll post the full map on our Facebook page. So you can take a look, formulate your own plan, and uh, you can look for us. We'll be in the Noob swag. We got our, our oh, Noob yeah. sweatshirts in. We got Noob t-shirts. We'll have Noob stickers. If you do see us, say hi. We'd be happy to give you a sticker for your cooler. Of course. Or for your cell phone or for your forehead, wherever you want to stick it. We don't really care. They can put it anywhere, really. I mean, that's how sticky these things are. They're the best stickers around. Uh, <laughs> we will dive in. Now, I'll take a sip. To our beer beef segment, this is just a quick segment, something I want to talk about because it's been on every forum. One of the breweries that is going to be upstairs, I'm really wondering how they'll be I'm received. I'm very curious about this. I looked. As soon as I saw this, I was like, are they at Beervana? And it turns out they are. So there's a brewery called Hidden Cove Brewing out of Wells, Maine. They, uh, they are in a bit of hot water here. Uh, with their fans and most of the local beer community because of untapped. Someone left them a poor rating on a beer. They got a beer and they left them a .75 out of 5, which is just rude. I mean, that's, that's, I don't think I've <clears> ever rated a beer that low. No, I, don't, I, I gave even Bud Light. Could. I gave Bud Light a higher rating than that. I didn't know you could go below 1. but uh, So they said that the IPA lacked flavor despite a promising description. Uh, then the Hidden Cove took the bait. Took the troll bait and they responded back with what, what was the word that I messed up? Uh, they called them an Incomp- ig- ignorant, ignorant moron. Ignorant moron. They commented back, "You're an ignorant moron." To which this person obviously screenshotted it, posted it to every forum. Hidden Cove doubled back, deleted the comment, and then issued an apology. Uh, basically, to sum it up, the brewer is 60 years old. He handles their untapped account. He's not social media savvy. Also, you know, he's part of the greatest generation. He's not he's yeah. not really he, not really into controlling his temper all that much. He says it? he was like angry and just in the moment yeah. and he wrote this big letter and then deleted it. Yeah. But then somehow still kept these two words as a part. it was very confusing, but he seems like he really realized that he screwed up. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's something at least, but Man, this day and age, you really want to do that on social no. media? I mean, unfortunately, once you've done it, it it's in stone. That's it's dangerous. As as stone. 
And uh, this is a common practice. I, I work in social media, my, my, my real full-time job, and you just can't take the bait. You can't respond to these people. No, this you got to let it go. This is why it absolutely amazes me when you see famous people on Twitter argue with people back and forth. What do you have to gain? Yeah, Even if you are nothing. 100% correct giving facts online, somebody is going to dispute you. And somebody is going to absolutely twist your words and make you say something that you don't want to say. Oh, yeah. Make you look bad or uh, it's just not worth it. To our friend uh, Dick at uh, Hidden Cove, stay off of social media or give it to a nephew. That might be a really bad move as well. Yeah. Give it to a a professional. Yeah, there you go. Maybe turn it over to like a social media manager type company. Yeah, Ben Vandal. He's looking. Yeah, I heard. Um, And so you get that. He's basically being, you know, drug over the coals. I, I can't wait to see what this reaction is like at, at this Beervana. But we love micro brews. We love, you know, we hope everyone does well. But unfortunately, when uh, in this day and age, the customer just rules everything. They pretty much run your company. So. The, the good news for them, for Hidden Cove, is that it seemed to me like a lot of the comments, they posted their apology on Facebook. It seemed like a lot of the comments were like, Oh, okay, we understand. Uh-huh. You know, at least you're apologizing. You know, it, it seemed like a heartfelt apology. Um, he even mentioned that he tried to reach out to the person who who gave the you know the shitty rating, um, but you know hasn't been able to connect with them yet. So, I mean, hopefully this gets kind of like washed under the bridge. Just let it go. But you know, it, he's going to get some some real bad feedback in the short term. I just hope it works out for him. Yeah, and. Uh... Yeah, with that being said, I, I'm sure the reason why those comments were positive is because everyone's had this happen to them. Everyone's been trolled. Yeah. And uh, maybe, they, maybe they've maybe they wanted to take the bait, and they were happy that this guy did take the bait. And the average rating, somebody pointed out on the forum, the average rating was like three, three and a half. And this guy's rating at .75. I mean, that messes with your business. That's sure. A, that's a big deal. So you got to kind of see both sides of the story on this. He shouldn't have done it, but is it justified that he did it? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, And that's the end of our beer beef segment. We wanted that to be relatively quick. We're just going to do a quick show update for you. We got some exciting news uh, this past week. Uh, A couple friends reached out to us. Uh, Joe and Chris was the other one. Uh, And also a friend, Morgan, at Buttonwood that we alluded to before. Joe and Chris have a long-running 10 years as a podcast, a beer podcast, called Golden Beer and Heavy Metal. They are on WBOB. Uh, we are trying to cross-brand with them. We're going to have them on our show. They're going to have us on theirs. And we're going to try to build a relationship with them. This could be really good for us. They they are targeted toward Rhode Island beer. Uh, we intend to stay New England beer based. Yep, definitely. Because that's kind of what we do. But, Stick to the roots. And we're going we're gonna to hope, we hope it works out. Uh, worst case scenario, we get a couple of guests on our show. They get a guest on theirs. And we'll go on. But we are very excited about it. So hopefully we'll, we'll have more news for you coming up. Uh, and with that being said, speaking of guests, we'll jump into our next segment, which is Cold Beer Good Read. Uh, we have an article for you uh, from Punch Drink Magazine, which I've never discovered until today. I was just browsing the internet looking for a good read. Sounds like a good publication. Yeah, and this article cool came things. up. I'm sure you, you may have seen it. If not, we'll post it on our Facebook group. Uh, New England Weekly Beer Discussion. I also added Noob to that group this week, so you can search any WBD. Uh, It's called How Other Half Brewery Became the Official Beer of Wall Street Finance. 
Uh, it's by what's the author, Mo? Uh, I got it right here. It was uh, Aaron Goldfarb. Aaron Goldfarb wrote this article. Really, really interesting. Something that we alluded to in the past. Uh, he talks, basically he sets the scene that he is in a house in the Hamptons, a very exclusive, very expensive, surrounded by a wet bar full of the greatest alcohols in the world, uh, some fine wines in a wine cellar, and all the guy can talk about is the newest release from Mother Half. Um, really, really cool. He talks about some people at his firm that don't even understand beer. He names the best beers in the world. They don't know anything about them, but they know every beer that came out from Mother Half. And that's how they get into it. And it's something that we've alluded to for a long time, that beer is the new wine. Absolutely. Uh, it's so versatile. It's so um, user-friendly, I, I yeah. guess I could say. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it's really, with the modern trends, I, I think it's very cool. Uh, what, do you, what do you take away from this article? I mean, the, the coolest part of the article to me was that, um, you know, he talks touches briefly on the fact, you know, you're taking clients out for like a nice dinner or something like that and you the the norm used to be well let's get a nice bottle of red wine let's mm -hmm. get you know some california cabernet from 1997 and you know let's crack it open and now it seems like the trend is well let's go to this bar because they have a really great tap list yeah which is cool you know like a lot of people are realizing that this is you know the the beer that we're drinking some of the these breweries are putting out one time yeah. yeah, it's limited stuff. You know, it's it's expensive stuff too. If you think about it, you get a fridge full of beer. You could easily have a thousand dollars in there. Yeah, yeah. Or you more. That in the I article. mean, what did you spend in Portland? Yeah. I mean, a lot. Yeah, so a lot I don't even want to think no, about that. It's no joke. So I mean, it's definitely becoming more and more, you know, mainstream. Um, and they even talk about these these rich guys paying people to stand in line. Yeah. Um, you know, would I do it? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> if I could absolutely. save three hours, of yeah. Course. Thinking if you're an artist in Brooklyn or in the Bronx, yep. and trying to make a couple extra cash, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Plus, it's your crowd. Those are hipsters. Those are, you know, those are the people of of the times. You know, I can I can see it. Um, <clears throat> I can see it both sides. I would both do it and pay for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a really cool article. Good read, um, and definitely you know eye opening if you didn't really realize how big beer was becoming, and how important it is to. Um, you know, to big wigs like in finance and stuff. I mean, this is definitely. Um, I think this is definitely a trend, and it's gonna get. It's only gonna get better. Yeah, puts a puts it in a cool perspective to think. You know, I worked in the golf field in the past, and we used to say golf's one of the only sports where you know the average Joe could play with a CEO one day on a particular yeah. golf course. Sure, this is the same thing. You could potentially see a big wig in a beer line when you're yeah. in a beer line. So yeah, you never definitely. know who you're talking to. Uh, and we'll post that on our Facebook article. Again, Noob, or New England Weekly Beer Discussion on our Facebook group. Uh, you can join. We accept everybody, so just jump in. As long as you don't spam us or you know fight with people, we'll yeah. be fine. Which hasn't been a problem. So Not at all. Uh, and that leads us into, we talked about our friend Camden coming up. Uh, he's a friend of our friends, Todd. Yep. And we've, we've opened up a dialogue with him. Camden worked at Other Half. Uh, he started from the bottom up, just cleaning kegs. He got into work in release lines, and now he's learning the brewing process. Hopefully one day he'll be a head brewer there, uh, which would be great. We hope to go see him, but he is coming up to us this week. So we hope to have our first ever brewer interview next week, and we're going to do that with Camden from Other Half, which will be great for us. Hopefully you get to listen to it. 
see what the uh, personality of these people are like because they are average Joes. They're just like you and I. Sounds great. I'm very excited. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, I can't either. He seems like a cool dude. So that is the end of our cold beer Goodreads segment. Again, we'll post it on Facebook. Jumping into our new segment, this is a segment that I dreamt up in a dream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the segment 321. This is the way it's going to work. I'm going to ask you three questions. They're going to revolve around the numbers three and two and one. And we will both answer these questions and give you kind of something to think about. We'll post the questions on Facebook. You can you can interact with us. Give us your answers. Uh, but we'll start with number three, Mo. Okay? okay? So number three, revolving around the number three, what annual or seasonal release beer would you wait three hours in line for? Treehouse, good morning. I have the same answer. Not even going to hesitate on that one. That's a no-brainer. I have never waited had it. three hours multiple times for multiple for, beers. For beers that were not good morning. Beers that were not good morning. But I would wait. Knowing that it was good morning, I would wait three hours in line. Me too. No doubt about it. Every day of the week. Uh, that is the that is like the white whale for us right now. Yep. A stout from Treehouse, which came out. I haven't heard about it in the past couple of years. No idea. So no clue. That's an exciting one. I Look only know that it was released at one point. It is what the highest rated beer on Beer Advocate. It is uh, in the country. So take a look at that. Um, we'll try to get some can art for that. I don't even know if they have can art for that. To be honest, so look it up. But, they might. Uh, we would wait three hours in line for that. So that's a good answer. Fair enough. Uh, this is a good question as well, and kind of along the lines because we are going to meet a couple brewers here coming up. <laughs> Um, if you were going to meet a brewer of the brewery at a beer share, a brewer, a brewer of a brewery, doesn't have any particular <laughs> brewery. How about a high society brewery, Treehouse, Trillium, something like that, Proclamation, Long Live? What two beers in your fridge right now would you bring to try and impress them? I'm going to assume that I'm not meeting. A bre- the brewer for either of these breweries. Okay. Because I'm well, not going to bring him his own beer trying that, to impress him. That's true. That's true. I um, mean, maybe it'd be flattered. Maybe. So. Uh, the two in my fridge right now that I would bring, um, that Mystic native beer that you gave me. Okay. I think that would be a great one for a beer share. Yeah. Uh, it's a native beer with Vermont yeast mm-hmm. uh, from 2014. I don't know how you got it, yep. but you did. Uh, I'm waiting for a reason to open that up. Maybe this weekend is that reason. Who knows? Possibly. Um, but that would—I think—that would be a really impressive beer to uh, to pop open with somebody. Um, and then I'm going to go with the penultimate unicorn. Yeah. Um, that's probably the best or uh, most limited beer in my fridge that somebody would could possibly be impressed by. Um, and that's the the triple dry hop triple IPA from Proclamation. I too have penultimate unicorn. That that's one of the best beers I've ever put in my mouth. Um, I bathed with others, but I mean, that, that's one of the best beers I've I've ever tasted. Just it's a so deep and so light at the same time. If yeah. that makes any sense, ten percent. It does. Fruity. You can taste each individual hop. Um, really, really a special beer, and I think that you could explain the process of that of them mixing those three derivatives to get a beer like that. And and somebody would really appreciate that. that yeah, they I only think so. put that out, and there were, you could tell the whole story behind it as well. Right. Uh, and the other one that I have is a Russian River Sour that I've been aging for a while, uh, Consecration. Okay. Uh, not not a super exclusive beer, but I have had it for over a year. 
It's been aging. It comes in a cool bottle with a cork. Nice. Nice to share. Uh, a sour red ale with some cherry in it. Um, it should be, uh, I think that is one that I would, you know, everyone's impressed by an aged beer. Yep. Everyone loves to, to pop something open. And you don't have to drink a full glass of that to be impressed. Yep. Just a taste. So, also a West Coaster to meet an East Coast brewery, you know, they'd always be appreciative. You had that sent to you? Where did you get that? I did. I got that from my friend in Philly. Nice. Who went out to... Russian River and okay. got it from the source, as Damn. you say. Uh, so down to the number one question, Mo. And uh, I'm I'm sure I know your answer. I'm sure you know mine. But Ooh. if you could only have, you uh, if you could only have the annual lineup from one brewery for an entire year, this means that you get every release. You never miss a release. You get at least one of each. Which brewery would you choose? Now, see, I think. You assumed that I was going to go with Treehouse because that no. would mean that I would get Good Morning. No. I thought Uh-oh. the other. I thought the other one in Massachusetts. Okay. Um, I went completely different. I, I wrote two okay. on the piece of paper. I literally just made my decision between these two okay. like 30 seconds ago. And I'm going to go with Monkish. Monkish. That's a great one. Only because I, think of I don't know anything about them. Yeah, that's true. All I know... Is that these dudes make great beer? Yeah, and they brew with our some of the people that we love. Yeah, so I want to try their whole lineup. Hook me up with every release from them. Let me add to my Untapped page. Yeah, how many different beers do they make? I've never had any of them. I know. Yeah, they, even if they only make fifty, that's fifty more unique beers. That's Thank a you great very one. much. That's a great one. That is an elusive one, especially for us being on the East Coast. Exactly. When am I going to have the chance to try that? Uh, I still went. You know, I'm Treehouse Benny. I went with Treehouse. Um, <laughs> I enjoy everything that Treehouse does. I really teetered. I, I wanted to go Trillium because they're so versatile. They do sours. They do stouts. Yeah. Treehouse does those things, but not as yeah. often. Yeah. They're more of a wild often. ale than a sour. Uh, but I love juicy IPAs as well. I could drink every one of them nonstop. All the cool little variants that they do, the atmosphere, everything about it. I, I love it. That's the brewery I would choose. Uh, I went New England. I didn't even think. You know, I could have, I could have gotten away with anything really. My real, my thought process was: Do I want to go with the New England brewery? Yeah. You know where? All right, Treehouse lineup. That's a, that's an amazing lineup to drink for a whole year. Yeah. But I've had. A decent portion of that lineup. Yeah. So I was thinking just something something different, man. That's true, but I mean Treehouse Can't go when wrong. you look at when you look at their beer advocate list, the it's top, foolish. The top five. It's foolish. They're just it's foolish. And to get your hands on any of them, not even saying that they release them this year, but that's the chance I'm willing to take. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, so that is our three two one segment. Just a little you know, a little mix up on the top five. It's a little more question based, but but it's kind of fun. Like it. Uh, so we'll post those questions for you and see if you have any good answers for us as well. <clears throat> and we will go on to our Weird Beer Stuff segment. Weird Beer Stuff will give you a segment from, or we'll give you a weird beer story from the world of beer that you might not have heard. Sometimes they're gross. Sometimes they're literally out of this world. Yeah. Sometimes they're under the ocean. Uh, it's a lot of different things. Uh, this, this, we usually talk about a lot of good beer on this show. We do. We try to, anyways. We, we try to. But we I'm going to take good. you to a little suburb of Arizona called Cave Creek. Cave Creek. Great Cave area. Creek. Nice school um, system. A man named Ed Chalene opened uh, the second microbrewery ever in Arizona in the basement of his restaurant, The Satisfied Frog. 
great name. Yeah, the Satisfied Frog, a Mexican restaurant in Arizona, highly successful restaurant tour, is Ed. They call him Crazy Ed. You'll see why. <laughs> he opened up uh, Black Mountain Brewing, which was the second microbrewery that I alluded to. Uh, they made beers like Black Mountain Gold Lager and Frog Light, which were very successful for them at the time. And he had a no-nonsense German brewer by the name of Eric Schultz. And Eric made made these beers, and he was traditional in the malt backs. He liked German-style beers. He, he made him a good lager, a good light beer. But crazy, I went to him one day and said, hey, we're a Mexican restaurant. We could use a spicier beer, you know? And the guy said, what, what do you mean a spicier beer? So Ed said, I want to put a pepper inside of one of your beers, like a tequila one. You know, we, yep. it'll be our signature. So Ed actually said that he went to the grocery store, he looked at peppers, and he wanted to do a jalapeno, but it wouldn't fit in the bottle. So Too the big. next one that he got on the Scoville scale was a, a Serrano. So he got a Serrano, and he put it into the bottle, and it swelled and rehydrated, and it made the world's worst beer. That's impressive. This is literally called the world's worst beer. Um, it became a cultural phenomenon, and he couldn't keep up with the bottling process. He was selling out so fast, so he actually uh, farmed it out to Minnesota Brewing, which isn't really that close, but they Not were the only ones willing to take on the process for him. I'll put a Serrano in every bottle. It probably took some uh, probably took some process. And Crazy Ed's Cave Creek Chili Beer is the name of the beer. It's the lowest rated beer of all time on Beer Advocate. Uh, actually, Beer Advocate gives it an average of 1.69. Rate beer scored at a perfect zero. Uh, so you can see how many people enjoyed this. But again, it's become a, a cultural phenomenon. People try it just because they say it's bad. Um, and <laughs> he, you can imagine drinking this beer, and it made me do a little impromptu uh, bad beer review. This is a secret segment. I, I didn't want to announce it, but we are jumping right into a bad beer review. So we'll go on some of the Beer Advocate reviews for this beer. First one is a zero, and it's a, a quote, definitely worth trying once in a darkened room with no witnesses. Now, the second one, also a zero. Looks like urine, smells like stagnant urine, <laughs> tastes like burning. Uh, another, gave it another zero. This should be sold at Spencer's Gifts. Probably a good place for it. That would be a great one. Uh, next one, uh, you'll get the theme. These are all zeros. <laughs> An excellent beer to go back at an enemy. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and um, the last review is in Spanish. Uh, I would only buy it as a souvenir. I'm not going to pretend to say that, but... Solo la compraría como souvenir. Uh, I like that. You see that? Mo, I bet you didn't know. Mo was into chili beers in Arizona (laughs) speak, but... uh, It's the worst beer ever rated. Crazy Ed's Cave Creek Chili Beer. We'll post that article as well, also from Punch Drink, believe it or not. I I was really on Punch Drink today. I I I guess so. Some kind of Punch Drink kick. We'll post it. Cave Creek Chili Beer. I believe you can still buy this beer from what I from what I read in the article. So, do you see it on there? It's on Untapped, but it's called Cave Creek Chili Gold. Okay. I can't tell if it's the same beer or not because it only has 11 ratings, so it doesn't seem right. Okay. It's a 205, uh, 2.05. Hmm, so, bad. the number lines up. 
I did um, have a friend of the family make me a habanero beer oh this, <laughs> this past year, habanero ale. Uh, that was almost undrinkable. Dude, it was that was so terrible. <laughs> ridiculously spicy uh, that it sat on the back of your tongue for it. Uh, he he made it. He told me if I spilt any on my hands, I had to wash my hands. That I mean, this is how spicy it was. Really, really good attempt at a beer, but but the the thought was there. The thought was there. I'm just not sure the execution was there. But <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, that is it for our weird beer stuff. Unfortunately, Mo doesn't have a story for us. Not a big deal. We know how it goes. Uh, which will bring us to our show ender. We're running a little long anyway. Uh, kind of what I figured. Shelfer of the Week. We love Shelfer of the Week. It is a rite of passage by all beer drinkers. We get you out to the liquor store. See if you can find some good quality beers that you can enjoy if you're in a pinch. Uh, Mo, what is your Shelfer of the Week? Uh, my shelf for the week you've actually had. Okay. Um, I bought it um, because I, I was in Trio. I was actually looking for, um, I shouldn't have said the name of the liquor store. That's okay. That's a free advertisement. God yep. damn it. Um, in any case, I was looking for uh, some Fiddlehead because I've been hearing more and more that Second Fiddle's been coming around. Oh, no kidding. So I started like bouncing around to some liquor stores, seeing if I could find anything. So I went into Trio and I was like, I didn't see anything that I really wanted. So I ended up walking out with a, a four-pack of Captain's Daughter because they had it, and why not? And then I found this one uh, from Stillwater, so I, I kind of was intrigued by that. It's called Super Hop. Yep. You've had it? Yeah. Um, it's an IPA with Simcoe, Citra, and Mosaic. I believe it ran $16 for a four-pack, something in that ballpark. Okay. Uh, it's a 385 on Untapped, 3.85. It's got a, a good West Coast bitterness to it. Um, but a lot of mango, like citrus fruit in there too. Um, so a really cool beer. Um, I had one today, and uh, I'm, you know, I'll be happy to drink the other three. It was a solid beer, and uh, for something you could find on the shelf, I was, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, we had a unique uh, saison in Portland from Stillwater. I think it was a lavender saison. Pretty neat stuff. Uh, I like Stillwater. They do good stuff. They did that collab with, with tri- uh, the Trillium yep. a couple of weeks ago too. Uh, now, my shelf for the week is a local brewery out of Framingham, uh, Exhibit A. We've talked about them before on the show, oh, yeah. about Hair Razor and other things. Good stuff. Uh, this beer is called Goody Two Shoes. Um, st- sticking with our Tis the Season, it's a close style. Uh, their take on a German close style. They said they wanted to pay homage to the traditional style and make it available to you. It's available at most bigger liquor stores, four out of five on Beer Advocate, which you nice. are right, they did change the rating from 100 yeah. down I to five. So. Uh, I thought so. Stupid. I liked that, it better before. <laughs> I don't know how that makes it easier for them. But uh, Exhibit A, Goody Two Shoes, it's a close style. We, entri- we want you to try different things. Definitely. Exhibit A is a good brewery to get into, and they are available. So thank you exciting. very much. Uh, big things coming for Noobed. We hope to have more news next week. Fingers crossed. Next week we will have an other half interview. Yep. We'll have a beer vinyl recap. Yeah, we'll have to break that all down. Big, big episode for you. So yep. we'll see you next week. Look forward to seeing everybody on Friday. Don't say, don't forget to say hi to us. Yeah, we'll give you a sticker. See, see ya. ya. <laughs>